Hey friend, and welcome. This is Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am uber duper excited about you being equipped and anchored in Jesus Christ. That is what this podcast is about, us becoming courageously faithful to follow Jesus Christ and doing that well. I'm so excited for you to hop into this podcast as we, for the whole summer, are talking about the blessed life of the disciple. Let's go. It feels like forever since picking back up in the blessed reading, the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. But let's jump back in to Matthew chapter five. And we have three left, y'all, three left. And I'm really excited to head back to really hearing these axioms that Jesus gives us, these characteristics that are not for our vision board, but these are to be indicators of our character. This is this is an alignment of our heart's integrity with Jesus Christ. So where we're picking up today is Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Jesus is after our heart. We've been talking about that. And I, I just want to do, a, it's been a while, so I do want to do a reminder of where this kind of started. And I had the the great blessing opportunity to hear John Ortberg's core level values, your faith values. And it's really, it's, it's been such a blessing over all of these years because what it does for me is it reminds me, it's, a, it's another heart check reminder to get back to God if I stray or if I start to drift and remembering that surface is not the goal. Checkbox are not the goal, but the heart, the core level. So these faith levels of, of God, are, are, our inner core is the goal, the purity of that. But we've got these uh, public faith convictions, we've got private, and then we've got core. Jesus is after the core. He's after the depths of our heart. And I love Jesus in so many ways. One of the things I love is that he played no games. <laughs> he was like, I don't got time for no mess. And, I, and I'm not going to waste your time. And I love that. Just the, the honesty of it, that this is not just some PR statement that sounds good and looks good. And, but this was, I love you this much that I'm going to cut past the mess. And this is what I'm after. Don't, don't bring to me any mess. I'm after your heart, your heart of hearts, your core level. So that's kind of that John Ortberg structure. So it's really the secret life. Steve Cazero talks a lot about this life of meditation, this life of pursuing God at this inner core level as well, and having your secret life be the goal. Because if the secret life that you're cultivating with God is really just about you and God, then your life will radiate outwardly to, for what others see. It, it's not the goal that others see our lives. The goal is the, is the secret life. But there's no way that your secret life being impacted will not transfer over to the life that others see, right? So it's just starting the other way, starting on the other side. So, you know, 
we have a tendency to want to get the behaviors together, to want to do the things of God first. Or as Steve Cazero says, I love this, we, we want to do before we, we be. So being needs to be the goal, not doing. So how do I, I think about a baby, my niece just turned uh, one. And I think even with my children, and I think about, I have yet to hear this, you know, Guinness Book of World Record of a child getting up out of out of the mother's womb and running or walking before they first learn head control or learn how to sit. So sitting before walking, being, as, as Steve Cazero says, before doing. And that doesn't seem, it, it's countercultural, yet that's exactly the way Jesus taught to be with him, not greater, bigger, faster, more, but lesser, go inner, and then allow Jesus to do the rest, right? Getting out of that cockpit seat and allowing Jesus to to take over life. And y'all, that's a courageous step. And that's really what this podcast is for, is for us to courageously shift our lives in such a way that it radiates to so many other people. And again, the other people, what Jesus does with it, that's not the goal. I mean, we know God is going to do it, but that's not the goal. The goal is to courageously surrender our lives and then allow Jesus to do whatever he may with that surrendered step. I wrote down Psalm 51.10. Create, David says, create in me a pure or this clean heart, Kathros, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And, you know, it's really easy to think that we have pure and clean hearts that look amazing for Jesus and we're just ready to be with God until the storms come. So I wrote down here, I just wanted to share, I I think that this idea of circumstantial pressure really causes what's in us to come out of us. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes God God doesn't cause, but he'll allow the storms to come in our life to test us. I mean, that's just clear as day from Old Testament to New Testament. The testing, the refining is meant to develop our character. It's meant to purify us, not just so that we can be the just the better version of us for us, but so that we mirror the heart of Christ, so that we mirror what God looks like. That is the purpose of the testing. And I don't know about you, but I know when I'm in the middle of a test, man, I'm it's it's fresh it can be frustrating. It's it's scary. You know, it's a time of 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 my my temper, my my I'm more impatient and grumpy, moody, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, wow, I, I thought I was doing better. I've been doing my Bible study. I've been reading my my scriptures, been, you know, doing all these things, but it's like, oh, this is where I'm actually supposed to use this. I'm not just, I'm not supposed to just store it up just to have it, but this is the time that I actually use those scripture verses that I journaled or those scriptures that I memorized or all my sticky notes, all my, my notes on my mirror. This is when I'm actually supposed to activate it in the middle of the trial, in the middle of when my kids are getting on my nerves, the, the marriage is the most difficult. Um, I've lost the job. There is no money in the bank account. My my dog passed away. My the diagno the doctor said this diagnosis is is real. Uh, it is 
taking care of an ailing parent, losing a family member, there is no, there's nothing that does not qualify using the, the Bible isn't just meant to collect dust on our, on our table and then just come to church with us on Sunday. And it just looks good. This is, this is our sustenance of life. This is what we're supposed to use the application of how we get through each and every day. So, um, a couple of verses, Psalm 12, six, um, as well as James four, eight. And just for sake of time, I, I, so James 4, 8, this drawing near to God. So, and, and the verse really even before 8, so verse 7 is, you know, resisting the devil. So how we even draw is just by starting by resisting the devil. We've got to resist, flee from from our sin and and submitting to God. And that causes us to, that allows us to draw more near to God. So we're saying, no, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. It might feel good, look good, smell good, taste good, but I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I don't, I don't want, I don't, it, I've been down this road 18,000 times. It doesn't work, you know, and I'm ready, God, I'm ready to draw near to you. So resisting that sin, resisting the temptation, resisting the devil and drawing near to God, it cleanses us. It begins this process of pure, purifying our, our hearts to look more like God. And that Psalm 12, six is God's words are pure there. You know, if you think about silver being tested or gold, that's, that's tested and refined, that's God. And that's a, that's a very lofty goal. <laughs> That's why, I mean, it, it is a lifelong journey of walking hand in hand with the Lord to get to this place where in any moment notice, in any moment notice, can anybody listen to all of your conversation at any time? You know, if, if something stuck, falls on your toe, think about having a, a pop can. Uh, I'm from Michigan. Soda can, not pop. Uh, but think about having a pop can and it falls on your toe. What are you going to yell out? Just naturally. You know, if something hits your knee. Just things like that. And, and this, is, this is not condemnation. <laughs> this, this, is, this is meant to be an opportunity of purity, a real check of purity in your secret life with God, just you and God, not to look great for everybody else because they can hear that the only thing you say is just all scripture. Okay, miss me for that. This is your inner life goal with God. Because... You know God's presence in our life, in our lives, it, it really. If if we're asking for God to enter into our life, God give me favor, hedge of protection, all of these things. If we want His presence in our life, well, we've got to be dealing with some very blatant, obvious sins, all the way down to the ones that we might miss because we're just they're, they're blind spots or they're so deeply rooted into us or into our families of origin this is just you know what we always do we are always complaining we're we're just a prideful family we're just and, and no one's going to go around just say I'm just a pri- proud family but at the root of it it's pride so i'm saying not even just in your life where did that come from usually it's from our family of origin so this can again go from your stealing, cheating, on drugs, drinking way too much, whatever it is that's a big, obvious, blatant sin, down to the ones that aren't so clear and obvious, but that the Holy Spirit is still not pleased with. You know, our hearts are going to constantly be going 
going under these these tests, just like Jesus. So for your own reading, Matthew 4, verses 3 through 10. So I did want to say these three tests because this is, let me actually go ahead and say the questions. There's two questions, but the first I'll say, what test or plural test are you undergoing in this immediate season? I'll say it again. What test, singular or plural, are you undergoing in this immediate season? Let me tell you the three tests that Christ went under. Therefore, we're not greater. The, the student isn't greater than the teacher. Therefore, we undergo. The first test, and again, these are found in Matthew 4, verses 3 through 10. The first test is, is the lust of flesh, verse 3 through 4. The second is the lust of pride of life, verses 5 through 7. And the third is lust of the eyes, and that's verses 8 through 10. And the enemy, you know, Jesus was fasting in the wilderness 40 days, 40 nights, and he was in his full humanity. You know, he was human. And this was a perfect opportunity for the, for the enemy to creep in and test him and try to pull him away from sin or walking without sin. And clearly it didn't work. And it's actually interesting with the second one, the lust of pride of life, verses five through seven. This is why you got to really know your word, the Bible, because the enemy used scripture. He knows scripture. I mean, he was an angel. He's a fallen angel, but he was an angel. He, he knows scripture. So he distorted scripture for his own selfish ambition. And here Jesus countered this with the correct use of scripture. And, and I love that because in Ephesians 6, verses 17, well, you have the whole armor of God, which starts, I think, at verse 10 or 10 or 11, and it goes down to 17, 18. And the word of God or the Bible is equated with the, the sword of the spirit. So think of that for yourself, not just countering the enemy and our own authority, or because we're so strong, but we're going to counter it with scripture because that's what Jesus did. Jesus countered every single temptation with his sword, with the word of God. And he is God. So, I mean, first off, he didn't have to. I mean, he's God, but he was in his humanity and he was providing an example for us to follow. So again, I ask this question, what test, singular or plural, which of those? Is it, your, is it the lust of flesh? Is it pride? Is it is it the lust of your eyes? What is it that the enemy is trying to win over you? And you know, he's not stupid. So it's it's not gonna just be these big, obvious, blatant things usually. You know, he's not just coming out with the Halloween costume with the with the picket fork and, and the and the red, you know, horns and all of that. It's very subtle. So for me, it's, it's the pride of life. It's, it's pride. And it's, again, goes back to my self-reliance. I know I've talked about this before and I will keep talking about it. It is my self-reliance because pride is saying, I don't need God. I've got me, right? I've got all my experiences. I've got all my years. I've got all my degrees. I've got all, I've got all, I've got, I've got me. I don't need God. Or I, I'll use him as my assistant, you know, my secretary when I need. So that's my test. And it's in, in this particular season, it's not every season, but in this particular season, which is many seasons for me, it is this pride of life. What is it for you? One of the scriptures that Jesus countered with was Deuteronomy um, 613. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
such a good scripture, really worth a, a post-it note. I am a big post-it note person. But for the Team Dixon family, our vision statement is to serve and to glorify God. And it's really from this scripture because that's the purpose of our whole life. And and that applies to me as a wife, as a mom, as a nurse, as a daughter, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a dog mom, as all of the things. My purpose is to, I exist to serve and to glorify God. I come, everything flows out of that verse, out of that Deuteronomy 613. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So where this to flow back to Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. But these are the things we need to talk about. We need to talk about that this purity is under, is not obtained without first going through a test, without going through a refining process. So which one are you in? Where are you at? Did you even know you were in a test? I was listening to this Robert Morris uh, with Gateway Church uh, podcast one day. And it was it, the fun. It was funny. Actually, the title was literally, "What? There's a test." You know, like, did you even know that that there was a test? That this is not just some bad Monday, you know, or Friday the thirteenth. This is a test. Everything is a test, and we have to be mindful to remember that. Remember who who your enemy really is. It's probably not your spouse. It feels like it. It looks like it in the flesh. But it's probably not. It's probably not your teenager. It's probably not. Could be. Probably not though, right? So just have just really um, making sure that we are dealing with purity from the correct way that we should be dealing with purity. So that leads me to the last thing: create time and space with God. How do you do this purity? How do you um, see God at the end of your life in this full heart purity? How are you spending your earthly days, your earthly life working on this heart purity, creating time and space with God? Space, and this is an acronym. The S is for sin to confess. P is the promise, uh, the promise to claim. And the A is an attitude to change. C is a command to obey. And E is an example to follow. I got this from um, a great source, MD5L. Um, but on the blog, um, CourageousRadiance.com, as well as you can go to Amazon, Thriving in the Thorns. It's a 40-day devotional, and it's really talking a lot about this. This is abundant life. In spite of the thorns or the bad seasons in our life, we can still thrive in spite of that. And each day after each day in the here inductive Bible study method in that R, the responding, is using the SPACE acronym. It's using this, this acronym to respond to God well. So responding to God by maybe, again, it's just a sin that's just very blatant, obvious that the Holy Spirit is telling you that you need to stop doing. Or maybe it's a promise to claim. It's an attitude that you need to change. It's a command to obey. And lastly, again, it's an example to follow. The Holy Spirit is never short of words, never short of direction to give us because he loves us that much. So I pray that this blesses and encourages you as you pursue your life seeking God full clarity with everything that you have, friend. And just please remember, I am cheering you on. I would love to connect with you at Courageous Radiance on Instagram as well as CourageousRadiance.com. Take care and I will see y'all here again next week.